Hey everybody, this is Timothy Bennett here. This is Aaron Banyan. Jason Chandler. And welcome back to B&B Banter Bros Goes to the Movies. Uh, tonight is a very kind of special themed episode because this is the uh, theme of October, which is horror. Otherwise, Halloween, basically, because, well, let's be real. October is the uh, holiday season of Halloween. And who doesn't love a good horror film? Do you like a good horror film? I do. I sure do. Do you like a good horror film? I love a good one, a bad one, a cheesy one. That's, right. That's a better answer. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because sometimes <laughs> it helps if they're bad and they're right. cheesy. Yeah. The they're, worse they are, the better, better I like them. I've yeah. watched some terrible fucking horror movies and enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Some, I just watched Ghoulies not that long ago. And I yes. quite enjoyed it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Reminds me a troll. Yup. Ooh. Yep. Um, so, or Chud. Chud was mm-hmm. the other one. Yep, that's actually the one I watched too. I watched Chud, and then I watched. I remember movies. Chud two more than I do the original, which is it, terrible. Either way, we love a good or bad horror film, and all in between. But so before we get too far into the horror, we're gonna. Yeah, about- we're not starting. Yeah, we're not starting. But that's that's what the that's what this this episode is going to be discussing, and we're also going to get into the Hulu original series of Only Murders in the Building. We're going to be talking about episode five, which is the, uh, I don't remember the name of the episode. I don't twist. have it on me. Twist. Twist. Mm. Which, uh, it does have a twist. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. it's very appropriate for the title. And, uh, yeah, let's dive into that one. So, for <clears throat> Only Murders in the Building, episode five, right away, we are kind of, we're introduced to this new whole. Uh, what do you? What do you, I don't even know what to call it. There's, there's so much that we've already kind of established in the show. And, and we, we know Mabel knows. They know that she knows more than. Yeah, that's she's how they left telling. off in the episode four. Yeah. yeah, with that little bit of a cliffhanger. Now that we know that, uh, we are our, our two other main characters, Steve Martin's character and Martin Short's character, are now. On untrusting terms. Yeah, yeah, they're in, they're in a mind state of conjure, uh, trying to make sense of this. Why is this happening? When we're what's up, Aaron? Well, I would say, well, um, Martin Short's character is automatically distrusting of Mabel now that he knows the truth. <laughs> Steve Martin's character is flat out denying. That it's true. He's trying yeah. to make excuses he, for he's it. He's still like, oh, he's she's like, such she, a sweet girl. She, and she's a sweet, yeah, she wouldn't lie to us. She promised all this. He's yeah. flat out denying that this is that it's an issue. <clears throat> so but, and that so that that play through the episode is pretty interesting, pretty fun. And it's kind of you have you have Martin Short trying to just fucking get Steve Martin on board with like, hey, like Mabel's she's dead to her right, right away. Right. <laughs> yeah. She was automatically one of the killers. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 uh, you, it's fair to say that he, Martin Short is kind of leading the whole director side of things. That when a cast is not good, you eliminate move them. on. You move on. You it find replaced. a replacement. Yep. And and Steve Martin is basically going, ah, she's not. She's not. No, this. He's saying there's got to be a reason yeah. she did that. Yeah. So uh, Martin Short's also leaning into the drama. Like, yeah, because he, he he kind of feeds off that. I mean, we've seen from his character. Like he, so he's leaning hard into the drama. Yeah. So, how did you feel about this? How did you feel about the beginning of this show with that basically taking forefront? 
they're they're trying to convince you that you know of their side of things. Did you like? Did you like that, or were you I, still I kind thought of like? It was I don't a, know. I thought it was the episode was like a f entertaining way to see how people uh, come up with conclusions when they don't have the truth or some kind of twist was brought on, mm -hmm. and how yeah. they try to they deal with it and and. Basically, it not was enough just, information and just... Kinda, yeah, and so they tried to fill in the gaps. Yeah. And that was... That's good. And yeah. it's, it's a yeah. natural human response. Yeah. And you can't you can't prevent it. So it was really... It was funny. Like, the humor here in this episode was very subtle. But, yeah, there yeah. wasn't a lot of it. Yeah, but it's there still... There were a few it good was still lines, fun. Yeah. It was still funny. Yeah. And uh, so it was fun to watch, you know, that side of human nature. Aaron? Fill in the gaps. So I, I thought that, uh, so Steve Martin and Martin Short, I thought their, their back and forth was, there was interesting parts to it because you started to see the bond kind of forming for them, especially yeah. when they start singing in the car together. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're making they, like little limericks about like, you know, saggy balls and soggy bottom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, was that it was, was that like a real song? I don't know because they I both seemed it. to know it. Or I thought it was. It, it was either they were so in sync with what was going on. I think the I thought music it was a was, song. I think the music is real. I, I don't just, think the actual lyrics. Are I just real. thought I it was an that up. old reference that I went over okay. in my head. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, man, they're they're either if this is like not improv like character wise, uh, but like as act as yeah. I mean not actors but as characters. Yeah. Then they're like fucking on the same page, <laughs> and that just well, seems so unique because they're so different people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It. I, I, I sincerely loved that at the end of that. It was like, oh, now I'm gonna be singing that song all day. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's why I thought it was like a real song, and I've never heard. I'm like, hmm. I. No, I think it's just. I think it was just a joke. I, like okay. I said, I think the lyrics are made up. I think they were just using you know the tune. stuff that they had been saying. But I think the actual tune is real because it sounded familiar. Right which on. is weird. But yeah, yeah, I agree but, uh, with their their push and pull. They bonded, but it still came with shots. Some resistance. Give, are given to each other and some eye rolls. Like they're yeah. they're they're not like in love with each other, but they respect each other and whatever. At this point, you're a simpleton. Can you do that again? Yeah, <laughs> I can that's mix that, it up in post. That's that that's that subtle shit because okay. Martin Short is so needy and like so not simple in this moment. But he's like, you know, I don't know, I don't know. This shit's fucking funny. So. Call me a simpleton. So who are you kind of, who are you favoring on this? And like, I've talked about like the characters you've been following, but in this case, you have Steve Martin and you have Martin Short. Now we know, as the audience, know a little bit more than the characters do. But if you were to pick a side on the characters, which side would you be favoring? Would you be Martin Short who's saying, ah, she's dead, you know, move on. Or would you be on the Steve Martin side trying to give her a shot and give her a reason to explain Excuse me, explain herself. Uh, I know mine if you want to go, Aaron. I would probably side with Steve Martin. Yeah, um, me Simply too. based on the idea that he's he wants to keep that connection and that the connection is very important to him. So he's trying so hard to not let it be severed. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain, certain emotional... Which means a lot because he's a closed off character in general. Yeah, that's the, yeah. There's yeah. there's a certain amount of emotion attached to that that makes it a little more endearing, I guess. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, it's part of his character or his transformation. Yeah, and and you don't get the awkwardness in this one. No, you don't, because he's so 
concerned. Like, it's it's going to break his heart if he finds out Mabel's the fucking killer right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect him. Well, and it's, he's just so laser-focused on on the idea of following the Mabel. And, like, yep. like, wanting to believe that she's not mm-hmm. lying for any specific reason. Like, making up these excuses for her. Like, he's so laser-focused, he doesn't have the ability to be awkward as well. Yeah, exactly. So, how did you feel about that different aspect to this character for Steve Martin? Because everything prior to that, kind of like you say, he's been very closed off, but then all of a sudden he's just like, I don't know, he seems to care a lot. And you you didn't really, you kind of see that in the last episode that he's accepted that this is his posse. Yeah. But he hasn't right. he hasn't really like truly came out and said, Hey, you're my posse. I've got your back. Right. Oh, Until right. now, you kind of get that sense. How did you feel about that? Do you feel like it's a good character development or Absolutely. do you feel like it was a little forced? No. I don't think it was forced. I think it was I think it's an actually very nice progression of the character because you want to you get emotionally attached. Like I say, showing the emotion he is now after, you know, four episodes where he's not showing emotion yeah. between that and the date and last episode. Like mm-hmm. he's there's more meat to him now and you care about him more. Yeah. And so and you don't want to see his heart get broken by the idea that, you know, Mabel maybe you know involves line, Yeah. And yeah. Uh yeah. Fucking everything he just said. Uh, it's <laughs> It's not. I don't. I don't know how to say it any better. Yeah, Jason's was, sitting really high on your shoulders right now. So, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't weigh that much. So. Um, my shoulders are broad enough. Yeah. So, where do you think in the the previous episodes that kind of happened? Where do you? Where, where do you think <coughs> happened to Steve Martin's character to give him such a heart? Well, like Aaron said, I mean, they're bonding over this investigation, and Steve Martin and his date meeting that best. That lady that plays that instrument, and then, uh, so it, and then it, he's accidentally stumbled into these new relationships, and he's enjoying it. And it's risky for him, but he's crossed that line where he's just gonna start giving it his all, or okay. more than he thought he was going to when it, this whole show started. Yeah, de- he's yeah. definitely kind of just been stumbling. Into yeah, these. most of. <laughs> he's it's definitely not by choice. But yeah. he's allowing it to happen. And he's starting to find his footing, his comfortability in it. And it, you can see that it's, that's starting to shine. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, the grumpy old men. They hate each other, but they w- what would they do without each other? Right. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a definitely a tidbit of that in there for sure. Yep. Uh, I, th- I think that's also just how well that Martin Short and Steve Martin work together, too, for being yeah, his friends. I mean, right. like yeah. For said, so long, it's 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 The chemistry is undeniable. Yeah. Undeniable. I, I do. What do you guys think is, if I'm crazy or not, Um, this is like the first episode. They're outside of the hotel. They're out of Manhattan, I believe. Yeah, they're going this, to... You know, this is the first time I've been out of Manhattan in five years, and I'm going to... Uh, to Fucking wherever, Long Island. Yeah, well, it's Long Island, Long yeah. Island, not Staten yeah. Island. So uh, Long Island. Yeah. they bring us out of the hotel. We're in a car for most of the episode, and the story's making a big jump forward. Do you think they did that on purpose, like the whole car chase thing and the story moving forward thing? I don't know. Is it just uh, me overthinking it? But I, I thought it was a nice touch. Or I think it's a, a proper vehicle to. Make a pun. Uh, <laughs> proper vehicle to, to move the story for, story forward. I think it went. I think it moved nicely that way with them exactly. being stationary in the car and like you know. I think 
At least until it went up in <clears> It would have been... Yeah, right. It would have been less... Even when they got in the car with those two other guys was fun. Yeah, oh, that was... The, yeah, that was yeah, that hilarious was with the podcast. I thought that was hilarious. Jabs yeah. and stuff. Okay. But yeah, it, it, I'm glad they did it this way instead of just like having a conversation in one of their apartments, you know? Yeah, And then you, you get this bonding, you get this... Even though it was a 27-minute episode, you still get more when in that car ride and Basically, blah, blah, blah. I think the idea that... Like what you're saying and, and what I thought of it too because I thought it was very appropriate. I thought it was necessary um, was that it, it shows that this is more than... This exceeds outside of their home. Right. This isn't yeah. just something that they do in their own home because they're bored. They're attached to this, like you kept saying, <laughs> outside of their comfort zone. And yep. they're going elsewhere and they're still following the lead. They're and that's still how big of a deal invested is it, yeah. in this. So right. it's not something that they're giving up. And I think that's something that you can really say that this is a severity that they're showing into how much they're invested. And it's not just invested, like you said, not just invested in the murder and solving the murder. They're invested in each other. Yeah, in that, yeah, it's, gonna, it's going Martin. to affect the investigation and all obvious reasons. But, yeah, they're they a three-piece bond. If if she ends mm-hmm. up being what they, whatever, if she fuck, you know, fucked it up. So... We, some shit. we are introduced to a new character that isn't really new, but we he got is, to know him more. Yeah, and he's he's made more prevalent. He's made more aware. And he's we actually spent time the forefront. Yeah, we've we've made we've he's spent too, time with him now. He's so, too happy for being in jail for fucking prison for ten years and being out for a week. I don't like that guy. No, <laughs> tie okay. dye guy. So, too happy. Tie dye guy. Pretty. Otherwise, aka Oscar, or otherwise. AKA the guy who I thought was Martin Short's character. Oh, yeah, and the first. Oliver. <laughs> and a couple episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what do we think about Tie Dye Guy? Because he just kind of makes his appearance and then not in a really good way either, because he starts the narrative. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. each episode, one of the characters basically says the narrative, starts the, the episode with a narrative yeah. of them talking. And in this case, it's Tie Dye Guy. How do we how do we feel? Uh, I I don't have many nice things to say. But it's not a big deal either way. Sorry. I didn't have a problem with his with his uh intro or the narrative that he said. Yeah, the words the monologue was fine. Yeah, it, I I agree to some degree that he seems far too chipper for someone who's spent the last 10 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Yep. Um, that says it better than I did. And his his demeanor and his wanting to move on seems a little forced at first. Yeah. Um, the the whole thing about you know, like especially when they get to the end end of their journey, and he's like, you know, I don't want to have to, I don't want to find closure. Like I want to just move on. I want to do this. I want to open. It. I think he says he's a yoga instructor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. He's like, <laughs> that's part of why he's wearing tie dye. <laughs> um, you know, he wants to go on and move on, and she's like, "Well, you know, I can't. Like, I need this." Yeah. <clears throat> and it even at that point, it seems like he's trying too hard to get her to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their little relationship tension they were trying to build was a waste of time for me. It was unnecessary. I didn't. Well, uh, maybe I, mean, I bought it, or I don't know. But sorry. And I might have missed this earlier. Like in the earlier memories, were they dating? No, no. 
Okay. The Zoe lady was dating him, right? No. No, no, she wasn't dating anybody. Uh, he was dating another girl. The blonde the hair one, lady yeah. that died off the roof. The blonde, yeah. the blonde was waiting, dating Oscar, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So he went. I he essentially got dynamic. framed for murdering his the, own the girlfriend. The one who, who had the ring that they're... Yeah, yeah. the blonde lady. So, <clears throat> she Zoe. Seems, he seems like he's moved on a lot easier. Than yeah, well... Ten, granted, years. ten years in prison, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. you got time to fucking... Like get over things, but it seems like he's just—I don't know—something off about it. Yeah. So, so I actually, I really do agree that that relationship thing just was unnecessary. It was just like so uh, unnecessary, and I think that maybe that's why we don't trust it is because there was no point. It was mm. too quick mm-hmm. for him yeah, to maybe. just want to hop onto mm-hmm. this after ten years. But then think about it: ten years without a woman. Well, of course, I would find, and and this yeah. apparently is they they seem to be rather familiar with each other. Yeah, like having some kind of well, connection other than friendship. Spent a lot they of were, they were straight up flirting. Yeah, they oh, were absolutely. part of that Hardy Boy crew. But right? yeah, they so were. So they really had close. those years of friendship, and you know that's definitely a bonding moment, breaking into people's houses. But the <laughs> or way that she, having a master key, I should say, the way that they looked at each other said that there is something yeah. a lot more yeah. involved Most than death. just this. Now, whether or not we 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 know it, I don't think is. True, it did imply is, like they always had these feelings and thoughts for each other, but never had yep. the right timing or you know. I will say, even though it was forced, it did lead to my favorite line in the whole episode. Which is when he comes back to the tattoo parlor and he's like, I didn't know which flavor to get. So, like, he has all these ice creams. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's like, I'll take one. What's this flavor? He's like, I'm sea salt. So, no, he's like, when, when did ice cream become a hand lotion? Yeah. Fucking millennials. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I laughed out loud at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the, the comedy comes more. It, actually, believe it. It was Martin uh, Short. Yeah, Martin Short was the comedy relief in this entire yeah, episode. Yeah, him carrying around that boom mic, how he just brings it out of the fucking backseat, right. like say that or <laughs> whatever. That shit was hilarious. The 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 brain freeze. Yep, the thumb thing. Yeah, Oscar. Oh, this a guy's genius. a genius. <laughs> oh, brain freeze, and that's how he, he ended does it. it again. I don't know. Absolutely, he was the comedy. I, he was also the comedy relief <clears throat> and the, the truck with the podcast guys. Yeah, yep. Like that was great. Uh, that whole uh, that was good cool. for you giving it the old college yeah. try. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, like we have sixty thousand like, listeners. And, oh. <laughs> then he tries oh, to. We know so and so. Oh, that's our girl. Yeah, yep. he tried to. Yeah, and he just got. <laughs> It was great. Oh, yeah, we have a podcast. His know. reactions to it all oh, were We have just a podcast, like, too. Oh, you look at you giving an old college try. So oh, yeah, we have like 60,000 followers. Yeah, that was that was my favorite scene. Yeah. By far. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And he's it's like, don't touch the, the cactus. Scene. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't touch your eyes. If your, <laughs> oh, hands, yeah. start to, if your hands start to swell, don't touch your eyes. <laughs> what were they? They were the the... Horticultural homies or something like that. Something like called? that. Yeah. yeah. I just remember their podcast called the Junkyard Dogs. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know why I remember their podcast more than what <laughs> what they were driving. Well, it was also away. written on the side of the van. Mm. The junkyard Dogs. Yeah. Oh, I thought the. Okay, never mind. You didn't know. Nope, fine. I did not. <laughs> well, I just think never. it's strange. I I also like the guy that comes about the cousin. He's like, yeah, I'm here with my cousin. Like, first of all, who's that like willing to just? Oh, I'll just give you a ride in New York City. I feel like people aren't that nice True. in New York. They even said in the very first episode that, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but 
It's like, yeah, I'm not it, even going to go in there there, but yeah. Then his I don't cousin care. comes I'm out glad it and happened. he's like, I got to go. I was like, my cousin picked up two white boys. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> like, and then, he's like, a, he's a stand up comedian. I don't Is, is he? Roy Wood, Roy Wood Jr. The guy, the oh, guy that was okay. his cousin? The I've heard of that yeah. name. I haven't, okay. oh, yeah, I haven't he's, watched him. He was hosting a couple of shows on Comedy Central. Right on. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So we moved the, the, the story further, uh, yeah. but we didn't get very far. So basically, this episode was more of a filler. Yes. And it was basically a way of them to continue the story and yet still have and, uh, a sense of bonding moment. Yes. Now, yeah. we basically had just Steve Martin and Martin Short together, and then we had uh, Selena Gomez and Oscar and Oscar doing their own thing. Yeah. The entire time right, Steve right. Martin and Martin Short are following Mabel to see what what's happening, where's mm -hmm. she going, because they actually think that she's been kidnapped by the tie-dye guy. Right. Steve Martin thinks she's been kidnapped. Well, yeah. Martin Steve Short Martin think that. Nope. <laughs> and then when we find out the truth, how surprised were you? No. I was kind of okay with how quickly... Everything was summed up at the end of the episode because I just knew she wasn't, I don't know. It, well, she, we knew it wasn't because we were the audience, but like. Yeah, I just knew, I, I don't know. I, I was a little, I wasn't surprised at how, how quickly it was summed up, but I was, I don't know if I was disappointed in that they went into this, like, oh, he was trying to take down, like, a black market jewelry thief or a jewelry dealer. And I'm like, he's an accountant or, like, a, a mm -hmm. stockbroker. What the fuck is he doing? Like, <laughs> Well, and I think was, they mentioned that, too, right? They mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. At some point, right? Yeah, right at the end. Well, he was like, he, was yeah. just, he wasn't, like, he wasn't doing this alone or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, that was my part. I was like, really? Like, this is what we're doing? Like, I... It's, we'll see where the rest of it goes, because, like, right. I don't, I was not let down, but I was like, okay, like, maybe we're reaching on this one. Mm -hmm. I, I must agree, Aram, I think I'm right there with you, with that same thing. I, I wasn't surprised, but I'm like, really? Like, who is this guy all of a sudden that we're figuring out, and yet, why do I still not trust him? <laughs> right. So, um... <clears throat> So, yeah, we basically were left with a decent twist. More more information yeah. that we didn't have preview, and, like, it's now, it's like, where are they going to go from here? Right. Not, yeah. a bad, not a bad way to leave the episode. And all we know is they're back on the same page, and they're back on the investigation yep. together. Yeah. So. And everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. And she has just a shit ton of someone else's jewelry. Yeah, dumped out on the fucking just pool dumped table. all this shit out. <laughs> no, I found this in all his books. Yeah, right. That's not an ominous. Uh, like, no one asked for an explanation. Yeah, yeah. Right. No one asked for an explanation on that part. He was like, "Oh, I found it in his books." <laughs> Dump. I did. Right. I did like when Steve Martin tried to talk to the tattoo guy. <laughs> oh, too. Yeah. Is it? Is it Gustavo? Why don't you just call him Tavo? Like, I was like, well, it might be a term of endearment. I don't want to overstep. Right. <laughs> I thought that was... Once again, it's the Steve Martin and Martin Short show. In my yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, I will say about this episode, I feel like Selena Gomez really shined here as an actress. Like, I think she did... She, yeah. She, she, she's been doing really well, but I think this was one where she did phenomenally. I had that thought, too. I was like, oh, shit, you can act. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had the same feeling. Like she was she was pulling her weight on this one. Right on. I can't really disagree or agree, but I, yeah. Like Yeah, I had the same thought. I really don't think that she did anything impressive, but I know what you guys are saying too. But she made it yeah, she was yeah. believable and yeah, all that I, shit. I, I think yeah. a lot of it was the even just, the parts I didn't believe that just the way that she yeah. was I don't know, Google Idling the fucking yeah. guy that just she couldn't yeah. stop staring at him. And I think that helped. But yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh is that about it? So for for the the episode, we're on episode five. Oh, yeah, rank yeah. stuff. How how have we uh yeah, five, Aram? You're still <laughs> you're still on a five? Let's yeah. put our hands up. Even even for yep. Five. <clears throat> I gotta find where my fucking lens is. <laughs> you're too close. Back up. Too <laughs> close. Um, um yeah, five. I mean, it was a shorter episode. It yeah, it did everything I said minutes, so. with the it's a filler episode, but it's a very good one. It did have its yeah. importance its to it. Yeah, it did its job. It did its job, yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it didn't take anything away from the show or the story, so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Curious on uh episode six, what they're gonna do next, because I I don't know. They just they do such a good job with this leaving you wanting more, explaining just enough, giving you just enough answers to something, and then throwing something in that you need more explanation for the next or find out what you know they're going to do next kind of thing. So yeah, once again, this show is phenomenal. Hell yeah. Go check it out. No excuses. Oh, yes. Had Everybody. plenty of time. Oh, by the way, Aram, if you didn't know or any listener, this is – the Hulu original, they broke a record for, like, the, the premiere, for a comedy oh, right. premiere. It was the most watched comedy premiere for a Hulu original. And right. it fucking should be. And, right. as, yeah, exactly. rightly deserved. That's why I figured, yeah. I so. mean, it's not a shocker either. This is like, probably it's... a big reason why it's already got a season two, when season one's oh, not even done yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> First episode, 100,000 million views. Yeah. <laughs> The whole planet watched this. Well, As they I think should. we might need a season two. Right. Oh, we don't even have a second episode. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll write right. it when we get there. <laughs> All right. So, well, when they finish the season up, I'm sure we're gonna want to know what the fuck they're gonna do for I, season two. Oh, I you know, know like I'm, you said before, their cliffhanger is going to be stupid, just as good as the show. <laughs> it's gonna be stupid. Yeah. It's gonna piss me off, and I'm gonna have to wait a fucking year. That sounds personal. I don't want to wait. <laughs> it's too damn good of a show to wait. Right. Anyway, it'll just be that much sweeter when it comes. Mm. That's what she said. Well, I was gonna say, what's the old saying? Uh, older the cherry, the sweeter the juice. Older the berry, but yeah. Close. Yeah. I like cherries. I think. Uh, I think that mostly implies wine or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I I thought it was women, but yeah. But it's probably yeah. it's probably a fucking shut mm. up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So yeah. Banter Bros still sticking with five stars for five episodes. That's a... 25 five stars. Five. That's crazy, yep. Yeah, it's I, actually 75 because there's three of us. Damn. Now, now, now <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it was 20 last episode, but you didn't times it by three then. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. I mean, it's 20 stars for each of us, so yeah. I mean, No, you're valid, but... I didn't know that. Uh, we're both valid, actually. You're changing the goddamn arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Math is math. Math magicians. <laughs> two plus two is upside down chair. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. I don't get it. All right, so let's go on to our other oh. stuff. Wait. Oh, whoa! I my dad told me something the, uh, last night or the night before. The king has. So spoken. I was recently <laughs> was recently reading about all these celebrities that died, and like two of the people that were in night court died yeah. this year. Yeah. And my dad was like, "Oh, well, John Larroquette's dead too, isn't he?" And I was like, "No, he's still kicking around somewhere." And then I he sent me a link. They apparently are rebooting Night Court. Mm. I think I I think I've heard about that, but Is I Judge hadn't Judy until like. Is gonna be in there? No, it's uh, the blonde chick, not Kaylee Cuoco, but like the other blonde chick from The Big Bang Theory oh, is the, gonna be the little one. Yeah, so uh, she's gonna the be the judge. Howard, how, how, Howard's girl. Yeah, Howard's girl. The high yeah, pitch John Larroquette. John Larroquette's gonna be in it. Um, he's like, I think he's like the only living cast member that's coming back. Cause like, there's only like three of them now. <laughs> but like, she's gonna be the daughter of the original judge from Night Court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I. I I told my dad I was like I swear to God if they fuck this up I will riot. It's still no Princess Bride, but no, but yeah, th- it's that, this is a show that's special to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've already threatened Netflix once. Well, NBC is doing this, so I have a bigger target. Now you, yeah, you have, and I know where they're located. <laughs> I know where NBC is. I don't know mm. where Netflix is offhand. I'm definitely going to watch it. it. Definitely sounds better than the goddamn Wonder Years reboot. Yeah, I saw shit. that. I saw that. Uh, I, uh. I don't know. I mean, I don't even I know. I didn't like the original Wonder Years, so I mean, yeah. that, that yeah. has no water for me. Nope. And I, I like Don Cheadle, and I'm okay with, you know, having the... Don you know, Cheadle. From, yeah. He's in it? I mean, Dulé Hill is the... Is Don Cheadle on the show, too? Yeah, he's the like the narrator. Oh, uh, Dula Hill is the is the father. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. No, Don Cheadle is like the narrator. He's the older. Oh, good for him. Kid that's talking or an older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. He's yeah. the older black Ben Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage. Yeah. Fred Savage. Yeah. I Ben I, Savage with Boy Meets World. I actually have I have no problem with the show coming out. I no, I don't. Just I'm just seems... right there with you. I didn't give a fuck about Wonder Years to begin yeah. with. So. I don't give a fuck about this one probably either. The, this being like a just seemed like an African American easy... family and like. Doing like you know some more racial stuff like that—that at least seems like there's stuff to mine from that. Yeah, good oh, for them. Yeah. I hope it works out. Yeah, but I, yeah, I didn't give a shit about the Wonder Years to begin. No, with. no, no. There was no struggle there that I related to. They, they I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. came out before I was that age, and, and I did watch it. I, I dabbled because you know the lack of options back then. Yep, well, yeah, so <laughs> that's the only I mean, reason. I watched episodes, but yeah, gave a fuck. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was just annoying and whiny. Yeah. Only thing I liked about that show was the father's anger. I was like, ha I know about that. <laughs> nope. All right, so Halloween. Halloween. I think we cut up. Um, <laughs> Let's we never all do that again. That Were we supposed to do that in sync? I don't do that. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a segment. Sync, brothers. No, you, you, you're, yeah. It won't Wonder work out for you. Twins activate. <laughs> 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 Turned into a tampon, and now we wait. Form of a jack-o'-lantern. Um, so yeah, this month we're going to dedicate to Halloween and horror film topics. Yes, yes. Okay. Halloween the holiday, not the movie. No. Ooh, but that, that'll that probably be you. talked about. A little bit. Why we can't, you can't a not little talk bit. about why it. Why wouldn't it be? Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there in the title. We kind of have to. <laughs> Forced. Obligated. Don't tell me what to do. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just heard, well, you're not going to not get, like, Randy. 
You know, maybe we <laughs> should. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just not do it because people are going to expect it. All right. We just talked about how you're always switching plans at the last second. We are currently recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I do want to start this, this conversation off with kind of a biggie, with a big question, because this is something that I'm still kind of fumbling around. Like, it seemed like it was a lot easier to identify when I was younger or, or older films, but then the older I got, the more, I guess, technical or even more aware I am of things, and now it becomes more complicated. So I feel like it's more self-complicated, but I'm not alone. So that is what makes a horror film. So the idea of that question kind of comes down to, in your opinion, in your views, what do you find to be a horror film? What would you label a horror film? Um, when I was a kid and growing up, it was uh, if I lost sleep, if I was scared enough. But then I think a, a, a gory, gruesome death in that scare and stuff helps. As a small answer for now, Aaron, what you, what you got? Small answer for now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think on this. <laughs> well, I got I mean, a lot more to say, to but you, I don't. Joe. I, I don't want to ramble on while Aaron's got something to say. <laughs> no, I uh, I consider a horror movie to be something like most horror movies to me are supposed to incite terror or yeah. fear in some respect. Um, the issue is that that becomes harder to classify because fear is subjective, mm -hmm. which is probably why we have so many subgenres. Um, yeah, we're also, not even we're not even going to dive into the subgenre yeah. aspect of things. It's but I, I also think that why it changes or becomes less of a thing as you get older is because you understand it's a movie. Yeah, and you as an adult lose that sense of you got to uh, come fantasy that you start to live more in the real world. You don't have that whimsy to you. So like a movie doesn't have to be real, like or a movie isn't real to you anymore. Whereas like as a child, when you watch a movie. You see someone die, that could be you know realer, more real to you yeah. than it would be as an adult. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you gotta uh, attack the terror angle in a new direction, or uh, trying to find a right. way to keep it uh, fresh, relevant, and new. Well, we're, we'll get on to, to that keep later. The, the fear alive, yeah, and we'll, those we'll desensitized, and all that. We'll definitely touch base on that next time because that that's that'll be the conversation we'll have on the next episode, but. In this case, it's it's you were saying that you feel like it's more defined as what's what like the what scares you or what's like kind of gruesome. And you're not even gruesome. What can incite I was the terror gruesome, in yeah. you? Like, oh, you okay. You, you, you said gruesome. You said scare. Basically, because what, you can't what say fear into you? you can't say gory is a horror movie because then Kill Bill would be a fucking horror movie. You know, right? That's true, and that's more of an action drama. Absolutely. So. Well, and that's yeah. where I was about to say. So you get the same kind of concept of of fear and even gore in thrillers. So, yep. how do you define what makes and even that the, a thriller or makes that a horror? And I think that boils down to the way it's filmed. Maybe okay. You, ah. Aram, you have the definition up of horror I films do. in yep. two different forms. You have the Wikipedia and yep. you have the. If, Cambridge, one that, dictionary. Cambridge one that's real and one that might matter. The Cambridge Dictionary defines a horror film as a film in which very frightening or unnatural things happen. For example, dead people coming to life and people being murdered. 
That's the Cambridge one. Now, mm. Wikipedia expands upon that. It says, a horror film is one that seeks to elicit fear or disgust in its audience for entertainment purposes. Mm. Horror films additionally aim to evoke viewers' nightmares, revulsion, and terror of the unknown or, or the macabre, initially inspired by literature. Oh, this is just a little further in. But, like, you know, basically bouncing off, of like, literature made by, like, Edgar Allan Poe, Bram Stoker, Mary Shelley. Um, it starts from there, and then, you know, they pull from all sorts of different uh-huh. uh, areas, like fantasy, supernatural, shit like that. Uh, before I forget, you should, uh, the audience too, the listeners should check this out, but Stephen King has had a book called uh, The Maccabee. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's a, it basically it's a giant book of him talking about what makes horror literature to horror films and how he's a part of that culture. And it's really fascinating because he says very similar things about that too. Um, but when you put it into the film area, there's not much of a difference between thriller to what yeah, you can I put think- in a thriller to what you can into horror. And I think that the, the, the definition that you said personally, I feel what makes a horror film is the supernatural and uh, nightmarish things that are brought to life, dealing with the undead or the monster-type stuff. Those things yep. that you can only imagine in your nightmares. Because, yeah, terror and death or whatever one of the definitions said. There's a part in Jurassic Park, the original, that could be considered a horror movie. The T-Rex, the raininess, the guy getting eaten on the toilet or whatever. Fucking yeah. That whole sequence is a goddamn horror movie, really. And, and it could scare children. <clears throat> I think Rightfully so. <laughs> Except for that you know that dinosaurs of, don't exist. Right, yeah, yeah. It's true. But I neither do zombies and shit. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I, I feel like that boils down to nuance, like, you know, the score, the uh, lighting of the filming, the way it's shot, yeah, yeah. the pacing. I think that's where you can move it from a thriller into a horror movie because of the amount of suspense that's created. That's yeah, probably yeah. why I like my horror movies to be B quality and gritty and independent and low budget because yeah. it gives you that extra unsettled or, you know, tension That's, or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Unsettling feeling. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, and I, I think that you're, you're hitting it on the mark too about the directorial style, the, the cinematography, the way that the film is meant to look over. Yeah. It's, how it's the, the story wants it really it's less about yeah. The, yeah it's less about the story and the presentation of it yeah yeah right yeah, on I, right on yeah. i i think that's a good I, actually i think it's a really good yeah i co-sign on that shit yeah way of, of of describing what makes a horror film so without getting into major subgenres what are those mm-hmm. what are those some of those examples that you could really shine light on that would be a little hard to to think about whether it would be to you a horror film or something else because that is one of the things that I mean Jason's had this conversation I've had this conversations with others it's labeled as horror but I still feel like this should have been this oh well we had this discussion because we discussed the wraith Mm -hmm. and I looked it up on IMDB and it's actually listed as a horror movie on IMDB (laughs) 
It's yeah. bizarre because and it is far from scary. It's far from it's intense. It's not scary. It's Other than like the, the actual car crashes, there's nothing scary about that movie. No. It's no. got a supernatural entity to it. Yeah, but and that's, that's about it. where it lies. Like the, the death, supernatural yeah. entity is murdering people, so like that's where it falls under horror, like through the definition. But you get the same exact thing in sci-fi. Why wasn't it just no, called I, a sci-fi? I, I mean, that's you know what I mean. Is Brightburn? Because I, sorry, is Brightburn hmm? a horror movie? Yeah, that's straight yeah, it, up for horror. sure. Okay, because as it, it should be, and a lot of it has to do with what Aaron was saying was the nuance, the way that it was filmed was yeah. directed. It was purposely intended to have the goriness, the suspenseful, the thriller, and well, yeah. good. I didn't know that. That makes my uh, one of my hidden gems. I like it even more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was supposed to be a horror comic book film, a horror nice. thriller. I mean, because there's a fine line between stepping oh, sure. over to thriller to horror or horror to thriller, yeah. you know. And then I even deal with the psychological thing, so we can talk about that in a minute too. But yep. yeah, what were you about to say, Aram? Well, I was going to say, I think that it comes down to the definition of the plot because for it, like the way you interpret it, this, the entities in the, in the beginning are aliens. Whereas like me, I interpret it as basically reincarnation, mm-hmm. you know, which lends to supernatural. And so, like, depending on who you are, like, you define it differently, so it doesn't make sense to you. But yeah, that's my, at least with the Wraith, I'll put it that way. Yeah. We're using something that I doubt a lot of people have seen. So Yeah, I didn't see that movie till Honestly, Unless you like Charlie Sheen's year. early work. Right. Charlie Sheen filmed it, like, right before he went and did Platoon. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is an old film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's young. It was definitely 80s, right? Oh, definitely. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely 80s. I don't, I don't know what. I, I just know I had the movie somewhere. <laughs> but, mm, I had um, it recorded on a VHS somewhere. Not to to dive into that film particularly, but yeah, for like right. my reasoning for saying it's more sci-fi is purely right. because a ghost doesn't summon up a fucking car out of nowhere that's super like super futuristic and has all this weird tech gear. So to me, yeah. that's more alien informed than. Some kind right. of spirit that all of a sudden has a bodysuit and all this weird futuristic tech gear. <laughs> that seems more alien than it does. Even anything. the gun or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like even the gun he has, and it was like I, you a know laser, what I mean? wasn't it? That to no, me seems sci-fi oh. way over uh, horror. But let me throw this on the plate: the movie Aliens. They don't consider that a that's, horror? No, 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 no. Oh, that's it sci-fi. It is a horror. Oh, okay. It's sci-fi horror. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. talking about subgenre. But you're dealing with shit. horror, right? You're dealing with, with horror, sci-fi horror, whatever, and aliens. Mm-hmm. That is, I call that a straight-up horror film. That thing oh, is intense. Is. First, that first it's, one, for sure. Yeah, the first one, for sure. It's creepy. It's intense. You, like, want to cover your fucking face when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But then, By Aliens 3, when they started making toys of it, that wasn't a horror anymore. <laughs> but that was an action. Alien Three. That was where they were in the prison. You know, I'm pretty sure yeah. that was a fucking. I that say, felt I more action packed. They made toys, so that does. That's not a horror movie anymore. But but then you have Predator. Mm-hmm. Is that a horror film? Not to me. Not to me either. I say like, I don't. Is it is it uh, considered a horror movie? I, like, I think IMDb so. I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out. So mm-hmm. the the my reason. What is why do you not feel like it's a, a horror film? Uh, first of all, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but <laughs> it's just, it really just seemed like <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger 
it just can't se- be a horror it film. It just seemed like an action. It was probably because action of him. Action adventure sci-fi. But the, the only... Is that what it's labeled? Action? Yeah. Action adventure sci-fi. Okay. I, uh, I'll agree with all that then. So... The, but you're also not supposed to be scared of the predator. Yeah. No. Like you're supposed to want to see them fight. Like that's that's yep. the point of an action. Like it's not a it's not a horror because you're not scared of the predator. You want to see yep. them get fucked up. Yeah, the only tension there is the suspenseful weight of when are they finally gonna fucking yeah. get into their it's battle. It's all building yeah. to a climax. Like you mm-hmm. know it's gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah. then you deal with mm. the concept of monster films. And majority of monster films are still labeled under horror. Now, yeah. this is an alien film. Well, there's not, okay. But, what were we, no, no. This is an alien film. This is a sci-fi, but where does that draw the line of monster film, alien film? Because in my opinion, anything that you deal with on Earth that comes outside of Earth that has a threat and becomes something so much intense, kind of like sci-fi. Predators... You bring in sci-fi and horror when it's done in a certain way. Uh, once again, obviously, and I agree, we've already kind of established, I think we all agree, that it has to do with the nuance. It has to do with the directorial style, the way it's filmed, and yep. the cinematography. <clears throat> so we've established that's what may we think makes the horror film. Unfortunately, it's loose because everybody has a style. Right? Terminator so, could be a horror movie then. It technically, uh, yeah, technically, I yeah, feel like it could. Technically speaking, and then Pet Cemetery is considered a horror movie, but is it though? Because it's it is because of the way that it's because of the concept that it's dealing with. It's dealing with uh, uh, bringing death, life back to a resurrection. Yeah, the resurrection is bringing because that was the first movie I watched when I was five yeah. that, that that stopped me from sleeping through the night and having nightmares and shit. So it did its job. But yeah, sure. upon rewatching it and the remake with uh, uh, Lithgow, Lith, John Lith, Lithgow. Oh yeah, yeah, Fred Gwynn was in the original. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, yeah, it just didn't. It's just it just seemed like something else. Not really a horror movie, but it's definitely it feels in that more, category. More of a like a, a, a psychological there we go drama like parasite, maybe yeah. even a slight thriller, uh, suspense. Yeah, a yep. suspense drama. Yep. More than it was a horror. If it wasn't for the context of resurrection and like a gruesomeness to it, right? It would have probably so have not been laid. It was probably really, borderline. There's only a few deaths. I mean, there's that are obvious and yeah, or, you know what I mean but, by but, obvious, like on screen and yeah, gory. Yeah, well, and that it's that also leans in, that also leans into my concept that like the childhood like belief, mm-hmm. it, like. That changes as you get older, and that's also when it becomes harder to like categorize those right. That's when they're a, not right, but like the same. So that's when a parent figure had to sit me down and be like, "Oh, the, that's not real. Like, there's people behind cameras, and it's all a set, a movie set." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit!" So I love suspend that that belief. You know, it becomes mm-hmm. harder to be Frightened. scared. Yeah. So yeah. you're basically implying that it's more subjective. Yeah. Yeah, he already said that. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, I watched Child's Play when I was five or six. <laughs> that and I had one of those dolls. Yeah. It, it didn't phase me at all. Yeah. yeah. That was, that's same. One of the only few uh, films, like horror films out there, that actually gave me nightmares as a kid. Huh. Yeah. For, for like a, a quick blip. Like, yeah. there's nothing else out there that's ever given me nightmares. Even Stephen King's It, which was terrifying. Um, 
didn't find it that frightening. Me neither. Just I, I don't like clowns, and Tim Curry was phenomenally creepy. So Tim Curry's great. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But. <laughs> but like I just that was one of the few things that whatever it was, Child's Play gave me nightmares when I was like four Jeez, years that's old. That's a thing you could have in it, your room. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. They brought it to your home. Your, say, they brought it to your toys. On, yeah, that was based off of my buddy, the my buddy doll, yep. which I had, and like that's it's an innocuous item that like. Yeah, you could have in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just picture the five-year-old Aram grabbing it, hands out, and putting it in the closet, and then going, "No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> My things are in there. <laughs> I don't want to look at, it, but he can sneak up on me. <laughs> just put it out in the garage." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's part of the the thing with like horror movies and stuff like that. Like, especially the older ones, they don't. They may not be as scary as you remember them or like even monster movies. Nowadays, like monster movies are so easy to think, oh, well, they're going to get away and figure out a way to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's more of an action like, than a horror. Yeah. But the the trick of it is Adventure. like, especially with those, like that you have to suspend the idea that they're going to make it. Yeah. And that's where, that's where a lot of the, the movie makers tend to flop is that it's not, Believable that they're not going to make it. Yeah, uh, I, I I can agree with. I can get on board with yeah. that idea because it's very true. Like the idea of horror films, you need to make it so so, so like so <coughs> believably unrealistic mm-hmm. that you don't have an expectation that they're going to get out of this alive. <clears throat> um. Fuck, I had a thought, and then Aaron did that, and I'm like, what the hell? Uh, Should we just edit this part? Yeah, we could just <laughs> cut this Wait out. for him to I come back. just wait. <laughs> okay. That wasn't long. Liam, wake up. No, my shit dick cat was trying to get out of the room. They sleep like with him, and then eventually they want to get out. Oh, so they just like rattle his door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Puma's Tim's, been rattling. Yep. the basement, grabbing yep. the handle. I can hear it. Yep. So I just like literally like let one of them out and kicked him across the fucking hallway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this out anyway. <laughs> I don't remember what we were saying particularly. Uh, saying it has to be like so like unbelievable. To suspend the, yeah, the belief, yeah, unbelievably, that, like, make yeah, like it needs to be so realistically unbelievable. Meaning, like you really need to believe that, like in a real life situation, if you were in there, that this you it wouldn't they wouldn't survive. And and I think that's right. where we get into the slasher films, right? Yep. The the most they become a lot more believable. Yeah, the most popular of them all, I would probably say, would be the slasher films, because you have what is considered the iconic slasher characters. You know, mm-hmm. icon of slasher yeah. films or slasher horrors. Who wants to name name them off? You mean Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, Leatherface, probably in there. Oh yeah, Leprechaun. No. Yeah, Leprechaun. I I don't know about Leprechaun. I don't he's know if he the, is the slashers. I would I is would he, say Chucky probably spin-off? falls into this. Yep, yeah, I think he there is. There you go. So yeah, well okay. So you have Jason, Freddy, Chainsaw. So Leatherface, um, Michael Myers, Michael, Michael Myers, Myers. You have Chucky. Chucky. Pinhead. Ah, uh, is he a slasher? He's considered. He's one of the iconic. Yep. Is he? Okay. 
Um, I wasn't sure on that one. I feel it's not like he does anything. But he does. Well, he has his chains. But things ha- yeah, you're right. So things he's, happen. That's valid. I mean, and then I you have but it's not a fucking machete. And then you have one that I just fucking don't accept. Ghostface from Scream. Ugh. Oh, I never took that movie serious as a horror. It was always a parody before Scary Movie made it confirm that it's a parody. You know what I mean? It, it, I like I, I like I like a uh, Scream. All of those movies are pretty fucking entertaining, written and directed by Wes Craven, but they were they they made fun of themselves, I guess. Yeah, they were basically so there's the parody. satires almost. Yeah, there you think, yeah. Well, I, I never I think I conceptually they I like them. Conceptually, the, I, I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're cool, not scary. Yeah, I just I, I scary. never liked them. I, I dealt with the first action. one. I didn't like. I didn't even, finish I didn't even care for it. Uh, I I I thought it was okay, like for whatever. But to establish anything that's considered horror, to no. me, it was just a thriller. Yep. It was just a suspense yeah. thriller because all it was was fucking with a lot of death. Yeah, it was just it was just goddamn death. psychotic kids that I don't know, went on I a fucking the, power trip and was like, oh, we could take lives. So I felt about uh, those. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Yes, movies as well. So so if that was that was trying a, to build. That was an era. Build but off a scream? Is that what you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, they were just trying to build off a scream. That's yep. what that's, they were doing. That's where, you get, that's where you get the separation into psychological horrors. Yep. Because they're just there to fuck with your mind, basically. Just fuck with you. Yeah. And that's... Mm-hmm. I don't care for those as much. Like, nah. They were I will. I will admit, though, for the time that those came out, which was like the early, late, yeah. thousand, uh, late 90s, right. early thousands, the timing was right. It worked. Mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, I watched them and I was like, oh, that's kind of intense. But like, I didn't truly care for them. Like I did Nightmare on Elm Street or Freddy Krueger, you know, like the, mm-hmm. or the Jason right. films or, you know, you, any of those things. I love my monster films too. Anything that has a creature in it, I'm all on board. because I'm like, I want to see this fucking thing. I want to know what it's about. Where so, does it live? What does it do? What, what does it that, eat? Is it Werewolf in London or something like that? Is American that, Werewolf in American Paris. Werewolf and in where, Yeah, yeah. You, American is Werewolf that a London. monster movie you love? I okay, so because that's like a classic horror movie. You right? have the American Werewolf in London, yeah, it's classic, yeah. and I actually don't care for the American Werewolf in London. Yeah, for I a couple remember, reasons. One, I, I, don't, I remember trying to watch it and I didn't. Yeah, one, with I it. didn't think it was scary as uh, as scary enough, but it was a really cool. It had a phenomenal transformation scene, which was very yeah. unique and very uh, uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, it. yeah, but it was also long. Dull and and just super boring. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphic, uh, the the effects of the, his buddy who got mutilated and it was haunting him was really cool. I like that. But he was a, he's more comedian than he was anything. Uh, and right. I actually really really enjoyed American Werewolf in Paris more than I liked the American Werewolf in London. I actually thought the American yeah. Werewolf in Paris not only had the actor from uh, Dead Man on Campus, I think it was. Yeah. I, I can't I, remember his name, I yeah, I remember his name either, but I like that actor. <coughs> he was also in uh, Van Wilder. Um, he was the uh, news editor. Yes. Chief yes, guy. Yeah. I like that guy. And I liked him as the main actor in American Werewolf in Paris. But that was more intense and more of like a horror than the original, except for... Once again, I didn't think it was a horror film. It felt more like a, I don't know, action, action suspense. So yeah. what, what monster movie do you consider? Are, are there any that you consider a horror movie? Yeah. I okay. mean. I'm not a 
monster movie lover, so I'm kind of leaning on you for this. There are several. I'm not. I can't really say the original monster films, like Universal's monster films, because we already kind of established like that's not horror, even though they are put in the genre. Right. But there's a certain entity to those that I I don't think we can touch base on, um, because. I don't know. They were nineteen twenties, so nineteen thirties. Like, yeah, it's that's, a whole other era. Yeah. So I would say, they did like, what they could. Well, the some time. of the monster films that were uh, that I could say was like Feast is one of them that I can just think of right off the top of my hand. It's a monster oh, yeah, film. Yeah. The first Feast. one it was pretty intense, pretty creepy. Uh, Pumpkin Head is another one. Yep. You have a monster yep. head it's a creature film. Uh, you have uh, some of the. Uh, um, oh crap! My mind's going to too trying many. to think now myself. Right? Uh, like, uh, like troll. What do you call that? Troll? That thing's a fucking hideous yeah. little slimy bastard. Yeah, oh yeah. You have Chud, you have Ghoulies. Those are technically kind of monster films. Yeah. Um, um and sh- yeah, I, don't, I I would even consider, to be honest, I would even consider aliens to be a monster film, even though it's an alien that says right in their title. Tremors, technically. Tremors, that's a monster film. Absolutely. You know, the great thing about Tremors, though, that I I love about that film is that they've been there (laughs) since the dawn of time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They've been there since the dinosaurs. And that's what I love about that film is that was, like, real, like, almost too believable. Right. But here's the thing. It was so lighthearted. It wasn't Mm. filmed as a horror. It was more of an actual creature film, but not horror. Exactly, yeah. And so, like, do you see why I'm bringing this question up? Yeah. Yep. It is, yeah, yeah. it's really tough to define other than the blatant obvious of if it's got a lot of darkness, a lot of blood, guts, and supernaturalness, it's probably a horror film. And I can only say probably because you can get the same concepts in a psychological thriller or something Sci-fi, like that. Yeah. Look at Sixth Sense. It's technically, I think, considered a psychological horror or something like that. It's at least, I think it might actually be in the horror genre. It's intense and it's scary. It's suspenseful. It, it, yeah, it's suspenseful. It's a thriller, I guess. It's a thriller, in my opinion, too. Yeah. I, you'd have to look to Aram. Are you looking that up? I am. All right, look it up. <laughs> See what it's labeled as. This is the one thing that I loved about Blockbuster Video or, you know, like those movie yeah. stores. They Category. did all the work for you. You just go in there and go, okay, horror. All right, let's just start grabbing shit off the, <laughs> the shelves. And is listed as a drama mystery thriller. There we go. It's not even a horror, but Good. yet there's some creepy shit in there that scare me. Absolutely. And there's ghosts. And there's yeah. ghosts. It's supernatural. It's yeah. So what makes a horror film? <laughs> and I I'm I think you're right, Aram. I think it's very it has to do with it ends up with the nuance. Yep. I think it has to do with the nuance. I think it has to do with the way that the director intends it to be. The cinematographer directs it uh, uh, visually. And um I think it has to do with the subjective idea of what they're trying to portray it as so right what about i feel like we're coming to a conclusion on this question and answered it best we can but zombie movies the uh 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 dawn of the dead the yeah. early ones those are definitely considered horror those movie, are right? horror because you're dealing oh, yeah. with life after yeah, death sure. but so, zombies aren't they're too slow to be scary i mean you, you, but the idea is besides it's like an apocalypse yep i don't world. think it's the zombies it's more of a sub- scary i think it's surviving simulate. yeah it's a situation surviving is yeah the, that's the part that's terrifying is like you don't know if you're gonna make it so right and it had to do i think a lot of it has to do 
once again with the way this directed. So you have the the original George Romero's yep, Dawn of the Dead, right? right? It's far Night from of the Living Dead, I think. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he has Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah he but did. Night of the Living Dead was the first one he did. Oh, okay, well, okay. I'm just saying that George Romero's Dawn oh, yeah, of the Dead. Yeah, I should, yeah, sorry, I'm yeah, nitpicky. Well, um, he created those zombie. But he did the first shit. one because then you have Zack Snyder who did the second one. Is that's why I said the first. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, but the Dawn of the Dead, George Romero, right? Oh, this. Farthest scariest thing. Those zombies right. were not like you just said. They were they were slow. Great they, movie. Yeah, it was a great movie, but it wasn't scary. Not at all. It's probably considered a horror purely because of the topic of zombies. Especially then you have back then, yeah. then you have Zack Snyder's version. Yeah, that the, is a horror film. The reboot, remake. What would you yeah. call it? I think it's it would be a remake. Um, okay. It was intense. It was fucking scary. Um, I mean, shit jumped out at you. That mall baby thing is fucking... That oh, was a turn away gruesome. from the screen type of moment. Yeah, so it basically had everything that you would want to label in a... Horror. Horror film as a horror. Yeah. And it was directed that way. It was intended that way. Mm-hmm. So... And but yeah, just saying zombies is... Yeah, you, not you enough. Got, you gotta, you, it's not enough. Not enough because you could still have a zombie and have a comedy like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> it's a horror comedy. It's true. Yeah. You or you can have Warm Bodies, which is a dark comedy. Yep. So right. I I definitely and that's something else. You get like Cabin in the Woods. What would you mm. call that one? Aaron, uh, look it up. Cabin in the Woods. What is it? Comedy. I mean that one seems more if I remember it right, that seems more satirical. There we go. 2011 version, right? There's only one. There's only one, I hope. Yeah, it's, it's Josh Whedon's. mystery thriller. Perfect. Okay. Because, and I agree. Because, yeah. Horror I, mystery thriller. I agree with every, but it, I would put comedy in there too. Mm-hmm. Because it yeah. does have very, sati- it's, it's very satirical. And they have these moments that are funny. Especially with the two guys and the bunkers. Putting wagers yeah. down on who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna get oh who wants tequila you know like that's that's, that's that funny shit it's not taken so serious manipulation or whatever yep. the fuck and uh, yeah it has the monsters it has the Evil Dead feel it has mm. everything that it would has make the it slasher moments yep it has the, the slasher suspense. moments it, monster films it has I mean it's everything that you would want which is very satirical and yet taken serious at the same time right. I love the that's film. quite an original film. Actually, yeah, I love the film, and I think that that's one of my favorite Joss Whedon's. Works. Oh yeah, that is mm-hmm. him. Yep, I didn't hear about that film till like six years ago. Yeah, I remember when it came out a long time ago in theaters, and I was that like, "Oh, it looks interesting." Completely left my radar. And it wasn't until like ten years ago, not quite ten years, not even I guess like eight years ago that I bought it on DVD and I watched. It. I'm like, "This is phenomenal." Yeah. I got so giddy about it. And it was probably it's a f- hidden gem for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um it just made me think of Cabin Fever. Oh, I no. hate it. I hated Cabin Fuck Fever. That. Which is is listed as a horror movie. Yeah. Well, well, it, it should be. Yeah. It I is. mean Cabin Fever, rightfully so. It's the first one was alright. The first one at least. The, I don't give the, a fuck the, about the whatever second the second or third ones were terrible. I haven't seen those. Actually, I've seen I the second one. one of them. I've seen the second mm. one. Uh but the yeah, first the one, one it has the kid from Hot Tub Time Machine in it. With the glasses? Yeah. Oh, Dick Clark? He's in that one. Dick Clark, yeah. Is that what his name is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's in Sex Drive, too. Yep. 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 Oh, he's in The Sex Office Drive. the last anyway. couple seasons. Uh, yeah, so, like, the, uh, the thing about the Cabin Fever is that the, the intensity behind it, and then you yeah. have the gruesome, 
along with right. the intensity. You almost have the same thing when you deal with like those detective criminal mind, like kind of serial killer type stuff, mm-hmm. which is, I guess you can consider more psychological. And that's where I felt right. like this one was very psychological because you could believe this actually happening. That there's some right. kind of thing in the, the water or the supply that gets people to yeah. this illness and they fucking just decay. It's f- yeah, I don't, I don't even think it was about the the decaying part. It was the, the paranoia of who's yeah. sick and who's not. Yeah, the hysteria of, that's oh my where God, the, that's you where got the it. real horror part comes from it. Yep. I, th- I think. But it was directed. That's a good point. It, the way that it was directed, the way that the, the style was, the nuance of it was very horror-esque. Yeah. Almost like a slasher film of today. You know, right. like Wrong Turn, yeah. for example. I guess that would be another one that came out right around the same time uh, with uh, Elijah Goose. Goose, Goose. Oh, Wrong Turn. That's oh, a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So it's kind of like... Was- that kind of built up like the hills have eyes and Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, yep. Ooh, yeah. Jeepers like, Creepers. That's I another like that monster one. film. Yeah, monster yep. film. Hills yep. have eyes. I wouldn't call it a monster film, but it was. Intense. It's not a monster film. That's that's inbred. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. So it was wrong turn. I mean, I guess <laughs> yeah. you, you know, a stretch, but they're monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Abominations. There's a difference. <laughs> but yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. The monsters that goddamn. He's truck, a monster. Yeah, his truck or whatever. Oh. The fuck, right? It doesn't it. Most of it... It drives a truck. He yeah, drives yeah, a truck. It, but yeah. you don't he's, see it for a while. He's the monster. Oh, you see it. In the first one, you get a good look at it, Tor- especially towards the end. Yeah, the second that's one, what I mean. It's wings out or anything like that until at the end. Yeah. In the yeah. second one, you get to see a lot. And then the third one, apparently, is the main character. <laughs> I, I never give those sequels a like, good, solid chance. Movie, aren't they? Fucking A. I don't think they're, they're remaking it. a sequel or they're... Re- they're they're still making them, I think. They have up to four. Because I heard there's another one coming. Yeah, they have like know. up to four. So the first one was good, yep. really good. The second yeah. one I actually really enjoyed, okay. but it came out in just enough time too. The early two thousands. First one came out in two thousand or two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Second one came out in two thousand like four. Okay. Uh, uh, they came out Which just really Justin Long's eyes at the end of it. Yeah, they came out <laughs> in just enough time where it actually worked. And basically, yeah. in the beginning of the first Jeepers Creepers, you have that story about the the kid in the field, the cornfields, wherever it gets kidnapped by the creature. The second one is about the dad of that boy right. taking vengeance and hunting the fucker down. Okay. I'm like, fuck yeah. I yeah, like I that. didn't know that. I, always, I never give second ones a chance because you, the franchise. No, fair enough. But uh, yeah, I'm a little You asshole. learn a little bit more about the creature in this one. And nice. that's what I really liked. Uh, the, okay. the third one I didn't watch and I want to because I like that franchise now that it's turned into a franchise. It was good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't complain. From, I we're good. from my understanding, oh, yeah. the third to buy one, a bundle, find a bundle. <clears throat> right, the, my understanding, the third one was a much lower budget, like yeah. like like C rated, and because mm-hmm. no one wanted to make it, I guess, <laughs> and and that the the main weapon of choice was his truck. His truck has yeah. all these gadgets and all this stuff. Yeah, and they didn't have those in the first two. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, he literally just ran people off the road with it. Uh, anyway, so. We've kind of established yeah. what we feel, what makes a horror film. Now we have our, our genres of, we have the slasher films. We already named the iconic big ones, at least. Mm-hmm. We probably missed a couple. Uh, what else is there in genre types? I guess you call monster films. You can deal with the monsters, you know, like the typical cheesy monster. Children of the films. Corn? Children of the Corn, yeah. What would that be? I think it, I don't even know if it's that's a horror. That's psychological. That's probably, that's psycho- psychological because you don't meet the walk, the 
the, the walker <laughs> behind the rose? Is that what they called him? I don't. I don't know. The, uh, he who walks behind the yeah, rose. Yeah, there Something it is. Yeah. I just know it's a Stephen King short yep. story. I remember being creeped yeah. out by that when I was young and then rewatching it and going, I think this for, is just a weird mindfuckery story. I think the problem I had with it is they made way cult. too many of them. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's a cult. Oh, yeah, it's a, like seven or eight of them. Yeah, because it's all about sacrificing to the god of harvest. Yeah. That's not really that scary until you bring it to a New York City person going out to the backwood countries of some And that farmland. was the thing. It was like whenever you know, I was playing around in, at night with friends in a cornfield, I'd be like, oh, shit, corn... Children of the corn popped up like this. This could go bad. <laughs> the children of the corn. <laughs> um. So I. But yeah. I mean. I don't know. I, I can't think of the it. film. Yeah. It's it's just an occult. It's a Christian. It's like a pagan Christian version. Yeah. Of something of you know, Christianized pagan vision. Yeah. Like it's it was it was weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a long time since oh, I've seen those. Fuck but. yeah, it is. Yeah. Me too. But here's you since you bring up children of the corn. What about children of the dam? Ooh. Because that's creepy as fuck. Fuck, I yeah. haven't watched that in even longer. But the, or, but probably, and, yeah. and that, because they're psychics, doesn't that lean more towards sci-fi? Yeah. I would say so. I th- I actually personally think it's more of a psychological thriller or yeah. or maybe a suspenseful thriller because I don't even think it's right. that psychologically weird. It's not like a mind fuck. Yeah, it's definitely a thriller. I, it's not, I don't think it's a horror per se, but. Uh, I would say. Uh, it's mostly creepy because they're kids. Yeah. Yeah, and they all look like, and they all have oh, silver, yeah. hollowed eyes. It's fucking creepy. They're creepy. Fuck, you reminded me of a movie. Is it called Just Cell? Cell? What, with Jennifer Lopez yeah. and Vincent D'Onofrio and Vince Vaughn? That's a great 19, fucking 1990 movie. Yeah, isn't that a great something? fucking film? And that's, that's straight up horror. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's a horror. I don't think that is. I don't think it's a horror at all. That's a, that's a suspense or thriller, maybe. That's uh, not horror. It's fuck. it's only artistically done because she goes inside his mind. Yeah, but like it's, it only looks that way because of, she's inside his head. Phenomenal oh. film, especially for its time. Vincent right? D'Onofrio, my D'Onofrio's god, fucking crushed that movie. He, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I've seen him do at that point would be Ben in Black as the Bug. Oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah for sure. And he was phenomenal in that too. So, <laughs> yeah. Dude, D'Onofrio crushes everything. He really does. Right. Other than uh, uh, Jurassic World, mm. I was I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Uh, he was above that. Film. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not his fault. But anyway, sometimes you just need a paycheck. That's true. I don't oh. think. Yeah, maybe. Um, he might not have needed it. Maybe he had something he had to do. I don't know. Hey, maybe he likes to gamble. <laughs> but the <laughs> the idea of like those genres is, I feel like that's where your subgenres get so heavy. You can't just basically just say, "Hey, here's horror, here's action, here's you're right. It's not that mystery. Simple. It's not that simple. Be- it, it, it does the same thing as music, where yes. like all of a sudden you have yep. crossover genres, and all of a sudden people are melding genres that don't necessarily go together. Right. That's where you end up with comedy, Public horrors. Enemy, yeah. and Aerosmith, like like yeah. like Dale Dale uh, Tucker and Tuck, Dale Tucker versus, Evil. versus like, it's Evil. A comedy horror. It's fantastic. It's a <laughs> flick with tons of fucking jokes in it, right? It's a great Fantastic. movie. Fantastic. Great movie. I love that movie, but it's a how many horror it? comedy, yeah. Have you seen the 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 extra where they recut it so that Tucker and Dale are actually the murderers? No. Oh, wait, I think I have. It's like an extra feature and they they just recut it just right yep. so Tucker and Dale are actually the murderers. Yeah. They basically mm-hmm. take off all the explanations of things and they just yeah. leave it to what 
when they're standing there to when the events happen. <laughs> yeah. I just like, oh my God, these kids are going crazy. They're just throwing themselves into fucking wood chippers. <laughs> yeah. I just love Tyler LeBee. I love that guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that guy so much. Yeah. So much. But he, uh, yeah, that's a perfect example of those comedy horrors. Like even Shaun of the Dead is a comedy horror, although it's British comedy horror. So it's a lot drier. It's so much drier, <laughs> but I love it. And honestly, can you really call it a horror film if it wasn't for the fact that it had to deal with zombies? Right, and death, and yeah. Right. You know what I mean? With no, the I mean, comedy element, there's nothing to be scared of. There's, absolutely There's not. just a nice, good story that so, involves death and zombies. At that point, you're just throwing <clears throat> horror in there just to grab an appeal from somebody to go, oh, okay, so this is yeah. probably going to be gruesome and funny. I could, I like those comedies. That's fucking more I, algorithm talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Whether whether sure. it's computers yeah, I, or not. And that's that's probably exactly what it is. Like I would hate marketing to be marketing shit. I would hate to be the yeah, the marketing team that has to go, what do we put this genre in? Right. Oh well it's this, 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 and this. Like I, I explain to people about the offspring. I can't label their music into one genre. Yeah. Because they do fucking everything. It's obnoxious sometimes. Like I don't know what they're doing. Pop, punk, rock, alternative, fucking ska, reggae. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> and those are doing it all. Uh, yeah. Same with some of these horror films or some of these movies. Like, and good for everything. those motherfuckers to branch out and dabble in all these yeah. aspects of film. To the ones that do it well. storytelling. Let's, let's, Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, that's what really matters because yeah, when they fail. Not everybody needs the, needs the accolades for just pulling from everything. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, sometimes you get too many movies. Like, sometimes you, you get Scream. It's true. <laughs> that that sums and, it up. And what I did, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I guarantee there's others. I know like what you that. did last summer is the epitome of going. Well, that guy did it. I can do it too. Right. Yeah. But you do have some of those really, like really well done, or at least my opinion. I can use a couple examples, but really well done mix of like the horror psychological stuff that come mm-hmm. off as a really well done. Like horror. For example, Mirrors. I'm not a big fan of the movie Mirrors, but it creeped me out. And I would call it a horror film because it is a very intense, discomforting film. Especially when... Smart's death scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially, like, even towards the end when Kiefer Sutherland gets sucked into the other... The mirror world. That fucked with me so much going, oh my God, what? How would... How would that work? Like, how would you feel? Everything's backwards. Like, it's be disorienting for a few minutes. That's for sure. But it's just like <laughs> the fact that he got sucked into that world, and his yep. and his evil version came out was like fucking crazy too. Like, it it wasn't until you learn that it's like a whole demon world kind of concept that yeah. I lost all interest. Like, oh, this is all all demons. If they would have just left that out. It would have been fucking intense and scary, and I would have been like, oh, horror film. Cool stuff. But then you have films like, um, I don't know if you've seen like uh, Unborn or Omen, for example. I could use this Omen. The, the Omen? The Omen yeah. is... Oh. It's a horror? Unborn. I don't remember Unborn. Uh, yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. But The Omen, yeah. Or uh, or, yeah. or Case, Case 51 or something, or 31 with... Uh, I think it was uh, Renee Zellweger. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. horror film because it has a real-life demon in it. But 
Yeah. It's I to me psychological. Uh-huh. I think it it's got to be a horror because it has a real demon, but it, it's it's got I felt like it was more psychological cuz you really don't see the demon. You see aspects of the demon like possession-wise and stuff, but you don't actually see the demon until the end of the movie where the this taxi or this car is going underwater and there's a claw that pops out mm. of the window and there's like that cuz she like Captures this little girl in the back of the seat and it goes underwater. Have you not seen the movie? You know what I'm no, talking about. I have not. About? I have not. Oh, okay. Been a been a grip since I've seen it. Uh, yeah, it is. It's fairly well. Unborn came out around the same time too, and it's basically a, a psychological thing. But it had to deal with this unborn child who actually haunted these people. Fucking mm. weird. But it was more psychological. It was intense because of the psych. I think more of the psychological aspects. What are those? What about those movies like Mimic or Species? Oh, Mimic, creature film. Yeah, creature film. Yeah. yeah, creature film. Okay, I but agree. Species, not really a horror. It's sci-fi. I think it would is be that sci-fi because sci-fi? it yeah. is an alien. I wasn't sure if it. Yeah, I think but, I meant Mimic. But. but is it considered? Is it like the relic? S- oh. oh, relic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the relic was with the with a the horror, with Michael Madsen. Yeah. The thing in the museum. Yep. Yep. I think he's that was based off a book, wasn't? it? I don't remember. Yeah. Michael Madsen or Tom Sizemore were the was the cop in that. Yeah, I I don't. It's there are aspects of horror films that I just go. This isn't really horror, you know. And I don't know yeah. what's labeled scary <laughs> or not. I feel like you can do, you can basically take the exact same thing done in certain types of films and label it mystery for that matter, and it would have probably worked mm-hmm. just fine. So I I. I don't know. Yeah. Going on to that. Yeah. Nope. yeah. Where were you say, Aaron? Nope. We don't need to talk about right. looking up a movie. That's fine. I would say going on to that 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 genre, um, we have slasher films. We have like the paranormal ghost stuff. I guess it'd be paranormal, right? Is that what you would kind of label it? Yeah. yeah. Paranormal yeah. would be anything to do with like the afterlife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghosts, poltergeists, stuff like that. Other than zombies. Poltergeist being a foot. Other than the zombies, I feel like zombies have their own fucking world. Yeah, zombies. I feel like zombies, like things they're like now zombies, zombies and werewolves and and vampires. Supernatural, kind of their own sort of. Yeah, they're supernatural, but they're not paranormal. Yeah, there you go. Supernatural, not paranormal. Absolutely, paranormal deals with spirits and shit like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, what else is out there? I mean, there's like we've said, psychological horror, um, comedy horror, <laughs> comedy horror. Yeah, I think we covered I, it all. There's like yeah, you can get really weird and say like body horror, which is I'm looking at Wikipedia just for a moment. Like they have like things like body horror listed in that shows like uh, the thing, a video drone where it's like your own body being changed. Okay, the thing. That's one that we. I mean, that's sci-fi. I mean, that's a horror film. I think it's fucking. Oh, those aliens. So like the fly. What do you mean? Your own body being changed, like the fly. Yeah, like oh the fly. There you go. The fly. That was an example I used. Yeah, word. Yeah, that one. Uh, like Leviathan. Mm. The one. Uh, uh, Lazarus. No. No, I think like Leviathan, and there was another movie. They were both like undersea movies, and I can't remember. I don't remember. There was Levi- one oh, where- I've seen Leviathan. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because yep. it's got like Daniel Stern in it. And this yep. is like, there's a, a creature that basically starts absorbing the different crew members. Yep. So like, yep. they become part of the creature. Holy and shit. And that sort of stuff. Where like, okay. or Videodrome, where like 
he starts having like videotapes inserted into him because like that's how he's being controlled. Like it, it, that's a really weird James Woods movie. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. But yeah, like there's that. I'm telling you, you gotta watch my oh. Inserts of Darkness. They talk about that stuff. They talk about. Oh those yeah, films. yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple, the, and there's the found footage was a big one for a while. Yep, with the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch, and then everybody uh, fucking jumping off of that. Well, it's because well, don't get me wrong, it worked. They sold it, it. Came out. It worked because they. It worked for me personally. It scared the shit out of me because they marketed it. They wrote articles and they said it was based on a true story. They fucking lied. It came out yeah. later. Uh, but well, so yeah, I called marketing. So I thought it was real. Fu- yeah, and well done. You know what I mean? But they <laughs> they tricked me. So so they tricked everybody. That's the, the thing. Like, but the point being that perspective. Like I I first I saw that shit in theaters. I watched that home movie footage. As if it was real home movie footage, and it creeped oh, so you me the fuck out. You thought you were watching out. a documentary. I thought I was watching somebody's found fucking uh, videotapes. You know, right? For sure. And yeah, I'm a sucker. Well, but <laughs> to but, believe that shit. But look but. at the paranormal activities. That's all they did is they just yeah. piggyback off of the Blair Witch it's security That's, camp. Footage. I, That's all it is. Yep. Yeah, I watched that movie thing. thinking Blair Witch vibes for sure. So. I, and good I did, on them. I did read uh, about like the budgets to like you don't need a lot of money to make a, a big hit film, and I I was it's like, true. Oh, it's well, true. And the Paranormal Activity was the first one was uh, budgeted at eleven thousand dollars. I'm like, man, I could have that what? in my bank right now. Yep, eleven thousand dollars. It Jesus. made over a hundred million. How much or something was Saw? Like that. Saw uh, was cheap Saw, too. Saw wasn't that, that cheap. It wasn't that compared cheap, but it was one of those cheap some fuckers. Of those others. I'll say it definitely wasn't $11,000. No, that's got to be it like one of the cheapest movies ever made. Like, you know, like, but that makes sense. It's probably like $130,000 or $150,000. I could see yeah. it like that. Because all you need is really a room. and Well, no, you got to pay the actors. It's probably like thirty. I don't know. Fuck if I know. I don't know. But my the point, point is, being is, is the Blair is Witch was like don't the need a lot of, yep. yeah. Blair Witch was like $12,000 like 12, or and you know, 10000 holy shit, yeah, the profit margin on that fucking cheap to make. Yeah, you're doing... And then, basically bought two camcorders and a tent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure the most expensive thing was editing it all together. It oh, pissed me sure. off when they tried to piggyback on Cloverfield with that shit. Oh, Cloverfield. Monster film. Yeah. Monster fuck yeah. I don't know if it's considered horror because I didn't. Horror monster because you never see horror. the fucking monster. What? It's hard to miss. What? Isn't it just like... It's, it's like a Godzilla monster. Yeah, it's a Godzilla. It's a... Fuck did you miss it? What? <laughs> They don't show it clearly until like the end, and you get like little they, snippets of it in the they beginning. Show it throughout the whole thing. Well, and fuck me. But you do I'm get you do get you do get little I'll monsters that you. you see too. Um, that that movie was intense, and it had nothing to do with the monster. Okay, well, that's yeah, that's just I think that's fear. my point. Yeah, yeah. like. It just brought know. you to that real world with the fucking type yeah. of cameras they were using. That almost has more of like a. That probably more has a feel of like a disaster flick. Yeah, almost, would be my guess. That's there you go. Yeah, that's actually yeah, it's a good comparison. I would I would agree with that. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way either. Me neither. Yeah, that's but a that's, that's a good comparison. Yeah, it's more it's like, like a 2012 John Cusack type of or. Oh I, yeah, John Cusack's in that. Uh we don't like to talk about that movie. No. Nope. <laughs> no. What. So, like, the leprechaun, for example, this is something that I had another <laughs> conversation with. You have the leprechaun franchise, right? And it, what, mm-hmm. what would you label that under as a genre? Would it be considered? You say slasher, but I don't think so. And the first I have one a hard is time. filmed to be 
horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is supposed to look horrific. But it's one of those things like the second, third, and fourth weren't. I mean, the second to some degree was filmed that way, but it had way too much jokes in it. Yep. And there wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't scary. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like it was supposed to scare you. Yeah. Like the first one was supposed to scare you. Yep. The second, third, and fourth one, well, especially once they went into space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, they weren't filmed in a way that was supposed to scare you. That was just the leprechaun killing people and, like, being funny. Yeah. And, like, so it, it was, was like... probably one of the first comedy horrors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be a comedy horror or, like, a comedy slasher flick. But, I mean, it definitely well, I mean, wasn't scary. Yeah, uh, submerged in cheese or, you know, tons of cheese on that yeah. sandwich. I... But yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's where I have trouble labeling it because, yeah, the second, third, and fourth aren't what the first one was. <coughs> I, I no. agree with you. The first one for sure was labeled as horror and it was intended to be and horror. It, it was it, serious. It, it, it was the serious that, one. It, yeah. 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 There was no jokes in it. Like, they weren't laughing at anything. You weren't supposed to. No, no not at all. And then you have the second, third, yeah. As soon as they he, went to the hood, <laughs> yeah. it was like, oh, no, yeah. it's over. Well, they went to space first. Then they went to the hood. Yeah. And then they went back to the hood. Well, if you can ta- hood, if you can tackle frontier. space, you can <laughs> you feel strong enough to deal with the hood, final frontier. <laughs> final. Fr- I don't know. But that <laughs> new space, one, that new tea. one they made a few years ago is actually the only sequel to the first one, and technically in canon, if you know, uh, it's actually yeah. pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it was okay. No, it's not. Uh, the, I what? Was, I thought it was okay. Really. The one that like the WWE made, yeah. or am I missing? No, no, you no the latest one. It's just called oh, Leprechaun. Okay. I thought I think I thought you were talking about like beginnings or whatever. No, no, no. Origins. That, fuck that no. That is shit. by far the worst movie in general ever fucking made. Jesus Christ! So terrible. Because I like my like Leprechaun films, but yeah, right. Yeah, the one I talk about is the latest one I made a few years ago. Yeah, it was just it was just it's called Leprechaun. Jennifer Aniston's daughter, or like whatever that character she played. It's her yeah, her yeah. daughter comes. Back to that town Wait, and, and whatever. They get the guy, yes. the pudgy guy from Pee Wee, the doofus dude. Uh, yeah, big, big adventure. Yeah, um, he, he, yeah. He's you, you haven't seen it though, Aaron? You don't think you've seen it? I feel like I may have and forgot. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back and watch it. again. You know, I kind of feel like I should rewatch it too because I don't really remember much about it. Uh, yeah, I just bought the bundle on Vudu and it popped up, and I was like, I didn't even know they fucking made this. And then, uh, yeah, Tits. it's I, I just you know. And after watching eight fucking Leprechaun movies that suck, I was like, all right, this one's pretty fucking right. good, so it could be that. You didn't like the witty repartee between Ice-T and the Leprechaun? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's one thing I love about those films is uh, Warwick was fantastic. Yeah. I'm just glad he's getting work. <laughs> yeah, he seems to still be getting work, too. So, like, good he for him because he's I mean, fantastic. He's in Willow, right? Yeah. Same thing. Yep. Yeah, same he was in person. Willow. He was in a couple of the Star Wars movies. Oh. Yeah, he played one of the Ewoks. He was, he was an Ewok, and then he was a droid, I believe, in the Phantom Menace. Mm. Yeah. As you whistle a little bit like the freaking <laughs> droid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I like the Leprechaun movies. Uh, but I call him a slasher movie because they're just... He's, he's just running, running them down, yeah. however he does but, it, with a fucking toy car or whatever it is. he's also like a mystical creature being, so it's like... So was Jason. Yeah. So was Mike Meister. After a couple. Mike Myers. Like, they weren't originally. Very true. But after a couple, they were, were like, mystical. The first two are so different. Right, yeah. If you think about that, 
the slasher films were humans. Yeah. They all were humans. So Freddy, slasher, human. Penhead wants human. But to keep the franchise going, they had to superficial it up so yeah. they are yeah. supernatural yeah. it up so they could but come back to life even every chucky time. even chucky right he was a he was a, a burglar uh, a killer murderer a murderer that, that used, used black Ritual magic yeah he yeah. black magic and put himself into a doll yeah human so like they all had at least human origins if they weren't ah. human in the movie yeah. there we go yeah but the but that's where the leprechaun doesn't fit because yeah he's yeah. he's uh-huh. he's not human he's a mystical creature I mean, he's humanoid, but he's... You get that same issue with, like, movies like Puppet Master. But those are demonic, though. No, they're just animated. Using black magic. But they... Yeah, he uses... Yeah, he just uses, like, a formula to animate. Yeah. He doesn't... They don't have, like, souls or anything like that. But that's still... That's dealing with, like, magic and stuff like that. That's a whole other entity. I I could see that being, like, with Warlock and stuff like that. That would be in the same realm. Like, Leprechaun, Warlock. Wishmaster. Wishmaster. What would that be? Yeah, it'd be the same thing with uh, Leprechaun. It's basically the same thing. Fantasy horror. Yeah, I love... (laughs) Might be a good one. I love the Wishmasters, too. I, I didn't like the fact that they switched the two guys, but... I was say I was in until they switched the guy playing the Wishmaster, yeah. and then I kind of was like, no. I still enjoy them all. I, I think they're kind of funny, but they remind me too much, almost, of the Leprechaun. That whole witty, you got to be quick on your, yeah. you know, quick wit to be. Always playing on words. Yeah. Basically, Stiltskin was a horror movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, that was... yep that's right. Yeah, fuck, yeah, I remember that one. Huh. So... The, the genres, man, they expand into subgenres for a reason. And oh, yeah, it moves. They're ever expanding. Do you have a particular that you enjoy the most, though, that you find yourself kind of like leaning towards? Genre? Yeah. Like, if, how often do you guys actually pick a film off of his genre? I guess when if I'm. I'm in the. Oh, sorry. No, you go. go uh, I don't know. I guess when I'm in the mood for. Horror movies, which does deplete throughout my years. Um, when I am, and it, yeah, it's usually October. I'm one of them. Um, I, I like uh, Freddy and I like Jason movies. I like to go down their long winded fucking stories. Yeah, they have too many movies, is what I mean. But I don't know why. I like it, could be nostalgia, it could be whatever it is, but those are the ones I connect or watch. I don't connect to them. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, if we go missing, you know who took us, right? <laughs> he would be the one that uh, looks like he would too, right? He'd be the first one. Oh, that guy looks fucking shady. I'm getting Let's... real sick of you calling me fucking creepy on all these episodes. Tim, no, <laughs> I call you the goat for a reason. Coffee stain. I don't know what the fuck that meant, but all right. My goatee she- shaped coffee stain. Oh, it's just get gray and then it's just yeah. anyway. Anyways, um, I'm creepy I'm and looking, yeah. Now we're t- <laughs> what's up, Aaron? <laughs> if I'm looking at horror movies, I feel like the ones that I really enjoy, other than like some holdouts from like being younger, because like I love Puppet Master, mm-hmm. um, especially the first like four or five. Like I was big. Oh, when I was younger. me too. Um, but like nowadays, like I feel like the the movies I get into the most are probably when there's cor- it's weird to say it this way, but like when the characters are corrupted to some degree. Like there's a couple movies, uh, The Black Coat's Daughter, 
is a really interesting movie in so much as you don't understand exactly what's happening until the very end. Um, and then you find out that the main character is not who you thought they were, per se. Okay. Um, but there's like, you know, another movie called uh, Session Nine, I, which is. I remember that one. Yeah, that was up until the very end, did not know what the fuck was going on. And then the the ending was like, oh no. <coughs> but like, and that and that's the kind of stuff like I find that stuff more enjoyable or more satisfying, I guess, because it's just it's interesting and stuff that's not done often or well. So when I can find ones that are done well, I find them interesting. So is it is it because of like kind of like uh, the surprise or like the twist towards the end that makes you kind of like? Lure towards into the twist, it, or I, I like I like the idea of like who you think is the the good guy or like one of the somebody that's going to survive or like the protagonist or whatever ends up being the bad guy or ends up not making it for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you did say that you're a sucker for the underdog. I'm a sucker for an underdog, and I'm also a sucker for a tragic end. Yeah. Um, mm. So those are those kind of fly right up my alley. Did you ever watch Invincible? On Amazon, the animated show, superheroes. Yes, yeah. yes, I did. Yep. So you really enjoyed, enjoyed that it. ending, huh? Yeah, I did. Because that's everything. That's <laughs> all the above of what we just talked about. So, right? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, was it was really good. But like, I I wanted to pinpoint that ending particular because it's what you said, and I think that a lot of the Honestly, that's one thing I, I had a trouble with with the M. Night Shyamalan films is he's always trying to throw some drastic twist. Don't get me wrong. He succeeded in a couple of them. But yeah, now yeah. he's trying to live up to a gimmick. Yeah, but now it's like he's pigeonholed in that. And it's I kind actually of was listening to a, a podcast. They were talking about watching Glass. And they were talking about the fact that he's just jamming twists. Yeah. Mm-hmm into these movies now and he's not even like doing what he used to do where he actually gave a shit about like the way they were shot and everything it's just look at the camera twist look at the camera twist <laughs> right yep i i've only walked out of one film that i can recall right now in my entire life and it was one of his films and that was the happening mm. I oh, yeah, I think everybody really hated that movie. I yeah, just could as soon like I didn't get very far, but as soon as they were like, "Oh, the plants and all," I'm like, "Oh god, I'm done. I don't want to watch this. I've never walked out of a film before. I don't think I've ever the finished." Wind is it. causing it. Stop. Right. I just like yeah. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" But that that that's what two things I remember from that movie. That's what makes I think the horror films like genre so like entertaining is that. There's no limitation. Right. So you can have anything happen, and it's unpredictable. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like any other art form. I mean, it's all subjective, and, you know, it's ever-evolving, ever-changing. Like, you start pulling from everywhere, start pulling from, you know, things that don't make sense. Yeah. You know, and that's... I mean, I saw an ad for a movie. Have you seen the trailer for the movie Lamb? No. Oh, so this is... the. It's like a folklore horror movie. Interesting. And it's got the the girl from the girl the original the girl of the dragon tattoo movies, Numi Rapace, I believe is her name. Oh yeah. The 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 
Norwegian. She was in like What Happened to Monday. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That girl. Okay. She's in that. And so her and her husband are like, like on a sheep farm in Scandinavia or something. And like they have a child that like is half goat. Okay. Or half lamb or whatever. So like it, it I don't the the it's the trailer is very confusing because they don't really show the child except for like snips and it's very strange but like if that's like a new like folk folk horror is a new thing like i wikipedia had you know midsummer or the wicker man yep. it's all folk horror so that's that's another genre that you can look at. Like all of a sudden, like people are taking from folklore and like making horror movies out of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen I've seen Midsummer, and I I don't consider that a horror film, but I understand why it is right. because it is fucking yeah. intense. It's a very intense film. It's very like psychologically, it's disturbing. Uh, phys- the, the witch is another one that's under like folklore. the witch. Yeah, I horror. I've yeah. seen that one too. And, as dull and boring as that film is, it's a fucking mindfuck to think about. Yeah. But, but it all has to do with the concept in those films. Like, they're, it's less about the nuance. Because right. Midsummer, it is such a weird thing because... It's bright. Yeah, it's ex- a lot of color, a lot of bright. It's very, uh, yeah. uh, very faded. And, yeah, yeah, and yet you're dealing with rituals. You're dealing with sacrificial rituals. And it's just hard to write, like, primitive sacrificial, Old Norse sacrificial rituals. And it's just like, my God. But it's just so fucked up on, like, this is what they did? This is what they're okay with doing to people? Like, people that Mm -hmm. they know? (laughs) Like, that they've known for their entire lives? And, uh, yeah, same with The Witch. The Witch was fucking, it was was kind of a mystery. They kind of led this mystery onto you. But... The ending and stuff, all that was that was resolved wasn't even a surprise. It was just that anticipation. Like, oh yeah. my God, this is happening now. Oh my God, these poor people. Like, you felt so bad that the intensity kind of like really disrupt this comfort and it, it became more of a, a horror than anything. And it, it didn't have like a suspenseful yeah. th- like thing to it. It was just like... Very dry. Yeah, it was, and it was, yeah, very dry. Um what was the other one you just said? I saw that one too. Uh, uh, the Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. Yeah. I, they have two versions. They have the 1970s version and they have the one with Nicolas Cage. Don't watch the one with Nicolas Cage. It's terrible. Not the bees. <laughs> but the original, it was kind of like Midsummer. It's the same kind of concept. Yeah. Um, very boring, very dry, but I could see why. Yeah. It had a, it had a Christopher Lee in it. Yeah. 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 That was right. Hmm. But yeah, though that's a that's interesting. I want to see this lamb movie now. All you had, I'll send you the link for the. All you had to say trailer. was folklore horror, and I'm like, okay, I like folklore. I'm all about folklore. I keep seeing ads for it on my Facebook feed. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, fuck. There's yeah, there's several films that just baffle me on genres or and everything. So. Well, gentlemen, I, I don't have much else to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, what you guys were just talking about is a good transition to the, <clears throat> to the next episode. episode. Yeah, yeah so. Absolutely. I think this yeah, is a perfect sure. thing. Like, And maybe I can watch some of those movies because I do not know what the fuck you guys are talking about. I really should let you guys borrow <laughs> in, my, in Search of Darkness. In search of, yeah. At least one of you guys should try to watch it. Just watch 
an hour of it like a day or something. I don't know. It's a really good, fascinating documentary about horror. The one I, I have is the uh, special edition with uh, Corey Taylor. But it is anybody who loves horror films, that's a documentary for you. Because right they on. just basically talk about horror films like we are, just in a more, much more knowledgeable and geeky way. Right on. But, man, I like my horror films. So, yeah, we will, uh, we'll be talking to them next week about the genre stuff. So we're, we're going to talk, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about the transition of genres. And this is a perfect way to leap into that, the, uh, genres of horror films from when we were kids to kind of what the audience views now. And I think that's, a we were going to, we almost touched base on it right away. And I didn't want, I wanted right. to stop you because yeah. I didn't want you to go any further. Give something for next episode. So, hell yeah. But yeah, this has been uh, Timothy Bennett here and Aaron Banyan and Jason Chandler. We'll catch you next time. All right, thanks. Peace.